Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. stories about Southeast 82nd Avenue tend to focus on things like dangerous intersections, the lack of tree canopy, or spotty public transportation. But Southeast 82nd Avenue is also one of the most diverse areas in all of Portland, with an endless array of exciting food options spanning a variety of cultures. And it's also the home to the Jade District, a neighborhood known for its predominantly Asian community and businesses. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with the editor of Eater Portland, Brooke Jackson-Glidden. She's sharing some of her favorite places to eat in the Jade District and surrounding areas. If you're new to town or just need a refresher, this will be a great starting point. It's Thursday, January 25th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. So let's touch on the history of the area because the Jade District wasn't always the Jade District. Yeah. I remember I was here when the rebrand happened. Culturally speaking, it's where a lot of Asian people landed when they were pushed out of downtown because traditionally Old Town is Old Town Chinatown. Yeah, actually, you know, the term Jade District is kind of new in describing that part of the city. What's now Prosper Portland essentially started this program of like neighborhood prosperity initiatives. And it was specifically focused on investing in these like culturally rich, underserved areas. And so this... This area for a long time has been, you know, one of the most culturally diverse neighborhoods in the city. I mean, anyone who has spent time there knows that, like, it's one of the best areas in Portland to eat. Um, I think because it's so culturally rich, it is a particularly high um, restaurants per capita rate. I don't know. It's a really fun area to eat in. Yeah. Whenever you hear the word revitalization or redevelopment, the word gentrification also comes into your head. I mean, it should. Um, I feel like this is the only project that I know of where it actually was for the benefit of the people who live there. Like that's the area with like the most dangerous streets because they just feel like highways. You know, I think the term underserved is right because like, you know, the, the issues with that neighborhood are related to resource allocation. Um, if I remember correctly, there were more higher instances of respiratory illness because of the, um, again, because of that congestion and stuff like that. Yeah. So you can't talk about this specific phenomenon without talking about the way that Portland has like systemically pushed people of color out of the city center for a century to more, you know. So I just wanted to make sure that we, we talked about this because you know, I, there is now the, with the Brie brand, there's a lot of like, oh, go check out the J District, such good food. Mm-hmm. And I think people who first move here um, might know, but this this area has quite a bit of history to it. Um, but just like as is common in immigrant culture, no matter what you give them, the food's going to come out banging. And so yeah. 
happens. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. second is testament to that. So let's talk about the kind of food uh, that you'll find on Southeast yeah. Asia. Because you said there's a lot of, there's a huge Asian population, but I feel like the Latin population is also growing, yeah. you know, in that area. So tell me, right. you know, if someone who just moved here and they're like, hey, I keep hearing about 82nd, but I'm hearing all the, a mixed bag of things. Like, what can they find there food-wise? So, you know, again, because of sort of the cultural demographics, there's a lot of Asian American Portlanders there, Latin American Portlanders, also Eastern European Portlanders in that area. Um, so, you know, if you go a little bit further out, you'll see like Russian markets and stuff like that. But primarily when you're like on 82nd in particular, you're going to see a lot of Chinese and Vietnamese restaurants and bakeries, uh, as well as sort of a variety of Latin American cuisines. Mm -hmm. um, so for someone who's like never been, where do you recommend they start? Yeah. So like in terms of where you should physically start, um, I really like this sort of strip mall area right on like Harrison and 82nd. And it's home to a number of really good restaurants. Two of my favorites there. There's Jin Jin Deli, which to me, I mean, I put it on the, the 38. I liked it that much. Could you explain what the 38 for people? Who oh, of course. Know. Yeah. For people who are not reading uh, Eater Portland religiously, mm -hmm. it's um, it's our list of, of best restaurants or essential restaurants to the area. Um, Ginger was on there for a long time. I think it, it's this Chinese-Vietnamese deli, really a restaurant, and they make this specific dish that I love there so much called Hitu Satebo, which is like, it's a noodle soup with these wide rice noodles, and it has this like sesame beefy broth and when you hear that I think you think really heavy it's actually really light it just has like a lot of earthiness to it and then it's you know piled with a ton of herbs um it's just so so tasty mm. and then you know if you go on a different side of that same strip mall it's a restaurant that people really adore um which is Teo which uh, is specifically known for its bun hue, which is like this pork and beef noodle soup. It has lots of alliums in it. It's spicy, right? It is spicy. It's totally delicious. And I think, you know, it's one of those things where people who are less familiar with Vietnamese food might not start here, but it's, mm -hmm. it's like once you try it, you're like so hooked. It's so intricate and nuanced and flavorful and it's great for like I don't know when I'm sick yeah. it just feels like you're being replenished in a really lovely way oh my god yeah so that would be my one and I'm gonna really shortly this is an honorary mention because it's not directly on 82nd but it's close it's more in that Jade District area um there's this little stretch with two really great Chinese restaurants there's excellent cuisine which to me is the best dim sum in the area it's just spectacularly good in the old Wong's King space I love excellent cuisine yeah so so great and then just a few blocks down is Master Kong, which I think anyone who is like a Chinese food aficionado in the area knows this place. It's so great. Um, really good congee selection. I think it's really well known for its wonton noodle soup. But also, you know, underrated things on there, like when they do jumping, it's really, really delicious. So lots of really tasty options over there. Could you explain what jumping is to someone yes. who's just like, don't know her? Yeah, it's like... Somewhere between like a crepe and a flatbread. It's got like a little bit of a crispiness to it. It's not totally like, it's got more structural integrity, but it's got that a little bit of egginess. And then often it's sort of loaded like a little wrap 
I would say, like, I always call it as like, oh, it's like a Chinese crunchy burrito is what I always say. A burrito is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Basically along these it lines. It is a wrap. But yeah, it's stuff. It's like this this really delicious, crunchy outer area that sometimes has like sesame seeds. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And it is malleable, but it does have a like interesting crunch. And then they usually put like fried wontons inside. So there's an yeah. extra layer of like crunch. Totally. And then there's just all this like egg and protein. And, you know, sometimes they put like bean sprouts. They'll just do whatever yeah. they're just like here you go bud and it's so good i, I love jumping now i want one <laughs> well you know you probably don't remember this i remember this because it was <laughs> such a wonderful thought when you first started coming on we joked around about doing like an 80 second food crawl and yeah. so we've not done that it's not happened you should okay so imagine you and i are doing this food crawl so yeah. we've already gone to like possibly four restaurants. <laughs> Where else are we going to go? Where else are you going to take me? Oh, man. Okay. So I feel like on the newer side of things, I'm talking like within the last three years, there's this place, Fortune Barbecue Noodle House. I am almost positive I have talked about this place on this podcast. I've heard so of it. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, so it's Cantonese barbecue, um, which for those unfamiliar, if you've ever seen like a, a Chinese restaurant that's going to have like hanging ducks in the window and these like mm -hmm. big hunks of pork or, or oh, chashu. That's, so that's that's that sort of thing. It's what what that process does is it creates this really succulent meat, you know, that just has this really great, beautiful skin, sort of lacquered quality. So Fortune, you know, a lot of people go, they go for the roast pork, but mm -hmm. I am such a roast duck person here. So like my partner and I will go and you can get the duck in like a noodle soup, a wonton noodle soup. You can get it over rice. We straight up just get the duck. Like we're in it for the duck yeah. and we will sit and like get our hands covered in grease and just like dip them in. They make this like homemade plum sauce that's super good. And we'll just like devour a duck with our hands in this like borderline feral way. It's it's just so, so good. It's one of my favorite. I think it's probably within my top two favorite duck preparations in town. Yeah. So yeah. Fortune Barbecue, also excellent. They also have some pretty good um, wonton soups. Yes. I think the wontons themselves are really delicious too. And you can get them taken home. Like I think they're frozen and that's fun because they're really plump and they got the shrimp in them and they're really tasty. I think they, I think they open at 11 and it's so worth it to go right when they open. And the broth is like the steam hits you. It's like, it's like an ultimate, if you wake up late, a perfect way to wake up. All right, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, more of Brooke's restaurant picks in the Jade District. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Do you have any other new favorite spots in that area that maybe I should check yeah. out? Because I don't think I've been there in a bit. Yeah, I would say Earl Ninsom opened a Chinese Thai restaurant called Yawarant. That's named for the Chinatown in Bangkok. And for those who are unfamiliar with this specific cuisine, this is Chinese Thai cuisine, it's a really lovely introduction. Like you'll see 
dishes like mapo tofu there. Mm, I love mapo tofu. I know. And it's really one of the better ones in town. They make this sort of, it's almost like a larb. Like it, it looks like a larb, but it has black olives. So it's like ground black olives and ground pork. That's super tasty there. And then they'll give you these like <laughs> Hawaiian rolls and like little custard cups. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just like dunk them in the custard for dessert. Really super good. You just said Earl Newsome, like we should all know. Like we should all know. Is he the yeah. guy from Eam? Is that what you're Yeah, so he owns he owns several Thai restaurants in town. I think Hot Yai is probably a well-known one, Longbon, all those. Um, mm-hmm. Typically focuses on these like hyper regional Thai cuisines. Um, this is specific to like this Chinese Thai population. Interesting. Um, in and what was the name of the restaurant again? It's Yawarat. So it's Y A O W A R A T. Yeah. Top of my head. I'm so good at spelling, Brooke. All right. <laughs> Look at you How go. about places that you've been going to forever? Like, which are yeah. your favorite? Like, which are you just like, yeah, these are the these are the hits. I think like probably anyone listening to this is like, you have to talk about Javier when you talk about 82nd. Like it's one of the best restaurants in Portland, period. The only reason it's not on R38 is because it's sibling restaurant Rose VL is. Which is interesting. Because yeah, Javier came first. Yeah. Um, so these restaurants, both Rose VL and Javier, they were opened by William Vong and Christina Liu. Christina Liu unfortunately passed away last year. Mm-hmm. The matriarch of the family, right? Yeah. And she was such a rock star chef, like just so, so talented, the sweetest person you'll ever meet. And mm-hmm. this couple has this beautiful, large family, and they all are still sort of connected to these restaurants. I think Javier opened in like 2004 or something. But also they were one of the first restaurants that I think got uh, like national attention for being so good. And it was like this little, I feel like it's the first restaurant that made a lot of people look at 82nd as a food destination. And so I feel like that's definitely why it's up there. It's like, it's one of the heavies. It's one of the ones where you're just like, you know, why should I come here? And it's like, because of Javier, like this is what 82nd is, is like, here's this multi-generational family that's been running this restaurant that has like brought foodies from all over. A hundred percent. You know, for their turmeric soup. Like I remember that was a big deal is their turmeric noodle soup. Everybody wanted to try it, you know? Yeah. Their, their Mi Quang is so good. It's one of my favorite things they make. It's a very popular Vietnamese soup restaurant uh, that has like created a legacy in a sense. I would say for sure Javier, but I feel like you're not saying HK Cafe and you know, there's going to be a ton of people that are like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. HK Cafe, which is like the original destination for a lot of people who discovered dim sum in town. Like they would go to HK Cafe. I mean, I've been at HK Cafe and it's, it's so hard to get in at a time (laughs) that you want to (laughs) eat. Is that why? That is really true. Yeah, tell me about HK Cafe. Like, why yeah. didn't it make your list? Listen, this is no no shade. I just want to know. No, why do you hate HK Cafe, bro? I don't hate <laughs> the way that this the headline's going to be. Brooke hates HK Cafe. Uh, um, no, I do like HK Cafe. HK Cafe was for a long time my dim sum choice. Um, I just think excellent cuisine. If you haven't been yet, I just, uh-huh. I think it's worth trying. All right. All right. You're just basically saying like, both are expand, great. expand your dim sum yeah. palette. <laughs> right. And I think that both are great. You will have great dim sum experiences at both places. I just think if it's like, Brooke, gun to your head, you're getting dim sum, where do you go? Excellent Cuisine is probably the first name that's going to come to mind. Violent dim sum proposition, but yeah. I know. But Excellent Cuisine is your is your spot. 
It would be my spot for dim sum. Yeah. Well, if you if you're new to town and I feel like whenever you hear us talk about 82nd on the show, we talk a lot about its infrastructure. And so the fact that we never talked about its amazing food scene was kind of like, yeah. it's, you know, that's bad on us. But the Chinese lunar year uh, is landing on February 10th this year. Do you know if there will be any celebrations in the Jade District? Because I know there usually is. I feel like they usually have some night markets or lantern lightings or yeah. any word on activities. I couldn't find any. Yeah, I haven't found anything yet this year. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on Apano and I'm going to keep a, an eye out just to see. At the very least, you can probably get a lot of mooncakes. Um, up and down that area. Um, I know every year um, the Lansu Chinese Gardens always does a ton of programming, oh, which yeah, is not do. on 82nd. It's it's um, in Old Town. It's OG Chinatown. And if you have not been, please, please go. I know it's yeah. like, I know a lot of people feel sketched out about going to Old Town or whatever. A hundred, like, We get it. But like Lansu is just a place you need to support because it's so beautiful. They have these sometimes at night, they'll open it up, you know, lanterns everywhere. It's just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like the pandemic robbed a lot of momentum from them because they were like yeah. really establishing themselves again as like this like cultural center. And so I feel like if we could support, that would be awesome. I know this is all about 82nd, but like we got to go to the OG. <laughs> Little shout out. I think, Yeah. Just in general, the Jade District has a website that specifically is for a lot of the businesses in that area, mm -hmm. um, which also, if you're like, oh, man, I am looking for, I don't know, mooncakes or whatever. Like they have this business directory that I use all the time, um, which is great if you're like trying to find new restaurants and stuff to explore around there beyond what we've talked about. And it's really rare that I'll be like, let me recommend like a basically a chamber of commerce kind of website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do think it's a really strong directory um, for people who are looking for new things to try in that area. Yeah. And we'll link it to our show notes. They also have an, uh, an Instagram in case you're curious, in case you want to see pictures. But we'll definitely have to do this again. Uh, this chat on 82nd and then this time focus on the growing Latin American food oh scene. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, there are some like next level really good burritos mm -hmm. out there and also Guatemalan food. Like when I'm craving Guatemalan tamales, you got to go out there. So next time. Also, we should do one on Old Town. There are a ton of places that people oh, want to go Oh, let's, let's go. I think that's a great idea. Could we physically do it though? Could we like finally have our food crawl? <laughs> Literally any time. Pick a day. I'm there. <laughs> and now for some events coming up this week. The Rose City Rollers are having their 20th anniversary season opener this Saturday. You can catch all our hometown roller derby teams going head-to-head -head at the Hangar at Oaks Park. Games start at 5.30. And if you've never been to a Portland women's roller derby match, I'm just going to say it. You're doing Portland wrong. Get your tickets beforehand. They tend to sell out. Also, from January 26th to the 28th, the largest fine print fair on the West Coast is returning to the Portland Art Museum's Historic Fields Ballroom. You can find some amazing art prints in all price ranges from 14 top dealers from across North America and Europe. And just to keep this Pam train going, in celebration of John Waters' birthday, this Friday, the Tomorrow Theater on Division is having a BOGO offer where you can pay only 15 bucks to watch Hairspray and Polyester, two classic Waters films. There will also be free draw-on mustaches with ticket purchase. For even more local events and news, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. Before 
we head out, I wanted to let you know that we are putting together an advice-style episode and are asking for problems or dilemmas, concerns you might have, and it could be about anything really, city-related or not. If you'd like our advice, hit us up at portlandcitycast.fm or leave us a voicemail at 503-208-5448. Well, that's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. Slim's.